Hi, welcome to Twin Film Love Line. So today's episode, me and my co-host of Clubhouse, Tony Albari, will speak about let go of painful relationship and how to trust again. And this is a very important episode.、Um, if those of you are going through a twin flame separation or、um, you broke up with a twin flame, and、uh, I do have a twin flame soulmate activation at my Etsy store, and I also offer the future progression that is.、Um, Instead of past life regression, you're gonna see the future to make a decision. And I do have those two items on sale. They are the newly offered services at the Etsy store. And also, if you guys are interested in joining my free Twin Flame class for beta testing, and I have three spots available, and sign up there. And link is in the、uh, description box. So let's get into our conversation. Hi, Rena. How are you? Um, I'm waiting for my co-host Tonya. We're gonna do let go painful relationship trust again. Hi, Tonya. How are you? Hi. How are you? I'm good. So let's pin people in. Okay. So, welcome everyone. Today we're gonna talk about let go of painful relationship and the trust again. So, I'm pretty sure we all went through some kind of painful relationship experience, and then more we have those, it's difficult to trust when you go into the next relationship. So we thought this is a good topic to discuss about. So, <clears throat> hi Catherine, how are you? Welcome. So I'm the、um, I teach Twin Flame and the Star Seed, and Tonya is、um, specialist for soulmate. So I guess、uh, can you introduce yourself, Tonya? Yeah. Hi, Catherine. How are you? Um. Yeah. My name is Tanya Alberti. I am a soul aligned relationships coach. I'm a medium and a channel for spirit. And basically, what I do is I help、um, those people who are either in complicated relationships kind of look at what exactly is going on. So I do couples counseling, but I primarily work with individuals to help them. Really heal the pain of their past in order to attract that soulmate relationship. Because so many people don't realize that when they have repeated problems in relationships time and time again, that it's a result of that relationship mirroring back to them what needs healed. So that's what I do, and I help people through past life regression, through hypnosis. I have a bunch of different modalities, energy healing, and all kinds of different things that I do in order to help people. Really take a good hard look at what's going on in their life in order to step into that best and highest version of themselves, so that they can begin that process of attracting their soulmate relationship. So that's about me. Thanks, Erica. That's awesome. She's really good at、uh, helping soulmates, so I highly recommend her service. And then,、um, if you guys are looking for individual service, I have Etsy store, so you can check them out. And also, I do coaching for Twin Flames and、uh, uh, Stacy. So let's get into the topic.、Um, yeah. So people, you know, do go through painful relationship, 
and then more and more you go through like deceptive or you know betrayal in the relationship it is very difficult to trust again especially when you got so much emotional pain from the previous relationship so we want to focus on how we can let go of those so we can trust again in the next relationship yeah i um <laughs> i was just pinging some more people in sorry i um <clears throat> it's interesting because i have uh, two different perspectives on this and one being um i part of part of why i do what i do is because i've been there right i've been through it i've done all the things and <clears throat> i used to be one of those people that was constantly being either cheated on or betrayed in some way. I was always the one that was like left in the dark by someone who had moved on to greener pastures, right? So I was really finding myself in a position where I, um, you know, the next relationships I would be in, I was always not trusting them. And the problem is, is when you carry baggage from your previous experiences with you, um, that's going to really color that relationship quite a bit. And it kind of becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Because what you think about, you bring about energy is action and, you know, energy, you, it goes where attention, or blah, what am I trying to say? Where your attention focuses, that's where your energy goes. So it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. This is why it's so important to heal these things in our life and learning to trust again, um, is really a twofold thing. I mean, first and foremost, you have to learn, I think, to let go. You have to let go of that pain and, and not find yourself in this constant questioning of the person that you're with. And that takes a lot of self-awareness, but it also, I think, takes a lot of inner work and healing done. And that's, again, like I said, part of what I do with my clients, because when you, first and foremost, actually, as I backtrack a little bit, you have to learn to trust yourself. And what I mean by that is trusting your own inner awareness, trusting your own intuition, and not second guessing things. Because I think what happens is when you're constantly not trusting someone, and you're in a new relationship, you're constantly going to be thinking, okay, are they lying to me? Are they cheating on me? But if you are really in tune with your own inner awareness and have learned to trust yourself and to trust your own intuition, you absolutely can rely on that to be able to, you know, be a good judge of what is going on in your partnership. So, you know, your intuition will help you understand, you know, whether this person is a good fit. Like I essentially now, because I've been working on this so much of my life and trusting myself and trusting my intuition that I have gotten to a point where I essentially am like a human radar detector or lie detector. Like I can tell by someone's energy if they're lying to me, if they're not being truthful and um, if they're up to something because I can read it in their energy. I can feel it in my body. So it's imperative to trust yourself because if you can trust yourself, you don't have to worry about trusting other people because it will automatically become evident in, from your own intuition and from your ability to read their energy. So I always tell people to go back to themselves, trust yourself. And not to be long-winded here, but Erica, I'll let you have the mic in just a second. I just want to say the other thing is too, it's entirely different when you're in a partnership that you have had an episode of betrayal, whether it's they've cheated on you or you know, something's happened that's been like one of those moments where you feel like the rug's been pulled out from under you like a gut punch. And I've also had that experience in a, in a, in my own current relationship with my soulmate where he actually, this is back when we were just dating. We'd been probably like, we've been dating for about three years, but, um, like he actually left, like he broke up with me and I was devastated, but I found out because he has his own healing work to do still. And he um, actually kind of had been contemplating leaving, but hadn't told me yet. And I, I just knew something was off. I knew something was up. I could feel it in my body. And 
sure enough, I, you know, did the thing that, you know, people never really <laughs> encourage you to do, but I started snooping through his phone and I found that he had been talking to some other girls. And I was devastated. Like I was absolutely devastated because I knew we were meant to be together. I knew he was my soulmate. But at the same time, I had to back off and be like, all right, well, this is how it's going to be. I know we're meant to be together, but I can't push this issue. And I have to kind of let him do his own thing and let him be on his own journey of discovery and realizing what's going on with him. So um, he did leave and he left for about two months and he came back and was like, I made the biggest mistake ever. And, but see, I didn't pursue him. I let him do his thing. Cause I knew he had to do his own soul searching for whatever was going on. And, um, it took me a long time to get back to that place of trust. Um, because I was hurt so badly. And I think it's when we're hurt you know, and, and we carry that pain. But then again, that was my healing journey. Like I had to learn to let that go. I had to learn to release that and, um, to trust in my own intuitive awareness, to trust that I was where I was supposed to be on my soul's journey, that this was meant to happen for a reason. And that I, you know, have a contract with him, that there was something that I was supposed to uncover to heal within myself and also to help me understand, other people's journeys in the work that I do. But had that not happened, you know, I would not be where I am right now. So, you know, trusting and getting back to that place of trust is, it's challenging for sure. Um, So we're going to get into some, a variety of different things as we talk about this moving forward, but that's a little bit about me and what, what I have experienced. So, yeah. Yeah, I have a question. Like, did you have any gut feeling like before you went through the phone, like he might be seeing someone? Yeah, no, I knew something was up. Like, I one hundred percent knew that something was up. Like, I didn't know. I didn't know for sure that he had been. He hadn't actually been seeing anyone. He'd been talking to a couple people online, um, and. I I just knew. I knew. I, I like. I can't tell you. It's one of those things. Like, I normally um clairaudient and clairsentient and periodically clairvoyant, but mostly like I feel in my body and I will have clairaudient experiences with my guidance, but my guides were not telling me, you know, he's cheating on you. I, it was something I felt my, it was more like a claircognizance experience. Like I just knew, I just knew, I don't know how I knew. I just knew that, that he was up to something, you know? And, um, that's why I looked because I had never done that before. I had never gone through his phone before. And that actually happened to me before too, with a different relationship, a similar situation where I just had this feeling, you know, it was just this feeling like, I just think something's wrong and something's up. And that boyfriend prior to Christopher, my husband now, but this was a couple of relationships ago, but that boyfriend, same thing. I, I just knew. And I picked up his phone and looked at it when he was sleeping one night and sure shit, you know, he was, you know, talking to some chick and I was like, what the fuck? And, um, yeah. So I just knew, I don't know. I can't explain it. I just knew. Yeah. I had a similar experience. Like when I was with my ex-boyfriend, uh, we are in the long distance relationship. So I was supposed to be waiting for him, you know, because he asked me, you know, so we can get engaged and they'll get married. So I was basically waiting for him in New York, like while he was walking in LA. And then he didn't really like LA because he's not like superficial. And then one day he started emailing me like, oh, sky is blue and it's amazing. Like he, he started talking about how amazing LA is. And that was like, I think, three months before I was moving um, there. And then I knew he met someone. But he didn't say anything. And then I moved. And then on, on that day, he told me, oh, I met someone. I was like, why you didn't tell me like before I fucking moved to like over 3,000 miles to like place I don't know anybody, <laughs> you know, but I knew. I just knew it's not. Yeah. And he ended up marrying to her, but that's not the point. The point is they were soulmate and uh, I wasn't really having like a permanent soul contract. So I, I wasn't really like, um, 
you know, pissed off about that. I mean, I broke up with him, of course, but I did have a feeling on that. And I definitely trust, uh, like, agree with you that um, trust your own feeling, because that was experience I have learned uh, last year. My guide was saying uh, this year, uh, you got to know how to trust means you have to trust your own instinct. And then I was dating this guy. You know, he's really cute. He's really successful. He's really into me. And I can't really point out, like, specifically something is wrong about him. But since day one, I've met him. I couldn't really pinpoint, but, like, there's a feeling something's wrong. So I was like, okay, I'm going to observe, like, if this gut instinct is true. And then, like, three, four months later, I started to think something is wrong in the, in the uh, you know, a dating scene or whatever. Um, I, I didn't really, you know, get into too much, like, with him because I had a gut instinct. And this lesson was supposedly... I would learn, you know, from my gut feeling, no proof, no funny, like, uh, reaction or, you know, activity. He was pretty sincere action-wise. So it's very hard to trust your own gut feeling if there's nothing is pointing out to this guy something is wrong. And it was. And I did learn the lesson, like, if I, I don't, feel right in the beginning maybe i should trust from the, from the beginning and that was my biggest lesson like last year for me so i do agree with you that tonya like it's very important to trust our own gut feeling uh when it comes to our uh, dating and then this is not my experience, but when you go through a painful emotional experience, like, you know, I talk with clients and stuff like that, people might project a previous relationship behavior of the guy they're with to their present person they're seeing, and then started to fearing like something gonna happen again and the stuff like that. Uh, that could be like, you know, challenging, because if you are not 100% healed, like, you know, with a professional like us or on your own, um, this trigger happens. So maybe the guy said the same word or he behaved a very similar way or something, then you get triggered and then you get, you get, you know, you do project um, previous relationship painful pattern to this new person. Um, that is something like, you know, it is important to heal one, number one. And also, if you happen to get into the relationship with this person, you know, it's very important to be honest. And then you have to kind of start building the trust with each other. And then let him know or her know you have this um, trigger, you know, from the previous relationship. Yeah, and I know when it comes to letting go, it's kind of like two different things. One, the letting go part, and the other part, learning to trust again. And it's it's hard, you know, because you have to realize that you're going to have emotional pain. You're going to have discomfort. You're going to be sad. You're going to be grieving. It's a loss. It's like, especially when you're in love with somebody, you know, it, you're going to experience a loss and you have to go through that grieving process, you know. And you have to allow yourself to go through that. That's the thing that I find so many people struggle with is because it hurts. Nobody wants to feel that way. So sometimes people just kind of shove it down, particularly men. Men tend to um, not want to, you know, feel that, you know, because guys are taught from birth practically, don't feel your feelings, you know, stuff it down. Boys don't cry, that whole thing, right? But when it comes to... Um, a painful relationship that's over for whatever reason, you know, whether you're on the receiving end of being cheated on or whether they just decided that, you know, you're not the one for them. Um, I always look at it this way. 
rejection is the universe's protection. You know, there are people out there that are our perfect match that are, we're meant to be together. And dating is a way to find out who that person is, right? That's why we date. We date to determine, is this person somebody I want to spend time with? Is this person, you know, if you're looking for somebody to be a life partner or anything like that, that's why we date each other. Unless you're casually dating and that's fine too, but you need to be honest about it. Um, so recovering from painful relationships, um, there's several things you can do. Um, one, I always suggest really reflecting on what you learned. Relationships are the biggest catalyst for growth of our soul. And that's why they're so important. I mean, they're more important than anything else when it comes to our own soul's growth. So reflect on what the relationship taught you. Journal, get out and write it down, put pen to paper, write some things you learned about the experience. And now, you know, what you're going to start doing in the future in your relationships because of that experience. What did you learn about yourself? Um, these are all things to, to really kind of focus on. And then another thing you could do is, is really take a good look at recognizing your own fear. Like what is going on within you right now, now that the relationship's over and recognize those fears and look at those in the sense of, is this an ego fear-based mind kind of thing? Is it irrational or not? You know, because I think a lot of people tend to get wrapped up in this whole thing of, um, you know, I'm never going to find something better. I'm never going to find somebody else to love me, you know, and all of these things that come up and, and notice when these fears come up and recognize them, let them be what they are. Don't dwell on them. Just recognize them for what they are. They're fear. It doesn't mean it's a truth. It's fear. Okay. And it is what it is, but it doesn't mean that that's truth. And it doesn't mean that that's going to happen. It's all those what ifs, you know, like I used to get really wrapped up in that. What if I never find somebody? What if I'm going to be, you know, 50 years old and never married? And what if I never have kids? And what if, what if, what if? And it's all these fears, but it's just the ego, right? It's just your ego and that fear-based mind. It's not the truth. So recognize it and realize that it is what it is, but call a spade a spade. You know, don't get wrapped up in those fears thinking that that's 100% going to be what happens, right? And then. I always tell people too, self-care is 100% the way to go. Like you need to take care of yourself. You need to be your own best friend. So soothe yourself, um, buy yourself something fancy, like a new outfit or some new clothes, cook yourself your favorite meal, spend some time curled up with a really great book or watching your favorite movies, things that you weren't able to do when you were with that person. Go out with some supportive friends, you know, make sure you have a posse around you of people who love and support you, who will lift you up. That is so key. You need support. You need to be around people who will support you. And then, you know, kind of just accept where you are in the moment. You know, if that means taking down the pictures, taking the phone number out of your phone, hiding or deleting the emails, taking them off their Facebook feed, whatever it is, you know, if they're an ex, I always tell them, do not contact that person for a minimum of 60 days because those 60 days are the most important time for you to focus on yourself and not that person. And I know so many people go back and forth because they're like, they're like, oh, you know, it's been a few weeks and then that person will text them. And next thing you know, they're falling back into bed again with each other. But then that person still doesn't want to be with them. They just were there for the sex you know, and then they're still moving on and then you're left devastated. I find that happens to women, obviously more than men, but, um, so cut off contact, you know, let yourself heal, let yourself cry, spend some time in meditation, you know, connect with, with source, connect with the source of love and, and really feel into that, you know, um, and find some creative ways to express your emotions, whether it's journaling or, poetry or blogging, painting, drawing some crafts or something, dancing even. Do something creative. Find a creative outlet for your pain. Allow yourself to feel it so that you can move through it. That's kind of where I would start with anyway. There's a whole laundry list of things I could go into, but those are just some. Yeah, that's a good laundry list. And then, you know, I just told my client, like, you know, uh, she didn't feel like getting out of the bed because she was so depressed. So I told her, if you don't feel like getting out of bed day or two, 
you know, if it's a month, you know, that's a problem, but they are too, that's fine. Don't do anything because I've been there, you know, I've been there and I didn't want to do anything because of um, uh, my uh, ending with my original twin. And then I didn't want to do anything. And that's kind of makes sense, you know. Uh, if you don't feel like doing anything, uh, you have no, like, strength to do anything. Uh, you're only going to do minimum, like eat and sleep and maybe laundry. That's about it. And if you can function on that day, that's fine. Because if you force yourself to do something, unless that's something you absolutely have to do, you know, um, you, you don't have to really, you know, because that's part of self-love. And then if you push yourself to do something and keep on going, you're going to break down 100%. So, you know, we are not the invincible. We are not like superwoman. We are human. So we can be weak and then we can be like, I don't want to say lazy, but people are going to say, you know, if we are not doing anything and just like, stay in bed all day they're gonna say you're lazy but you can because sometimes you know emotional pain or heartbreak or going through grief um you don't see the scar but i read on the article when you got like uh you know a heartbreak the scar is the same thing as if you got the wound on the on the heart with the uh, knife or something. So even though you don't see it, you feel it and it's the same kind of pain. So just because you don't see it doesn't mean you're fine. So you can kind of go through whatever you feel like, you know, because if you don't, you're not like taking care of yourself in that way, um, it's very difficult to heal. Plus, like, you know, we can't just focus on, like, you know, we're going to do, like, this, like, concentrated healing period and get healers and we're going to do, like, a gigantic healing for four, four months and they expect everything going to be okay. That's not happening. Of course, we can help client to give our extra hand, but, like, when you go through the complete uh, healing for from the grief, you have to do your own work as well. Means gradually you have to deal with your own pain as well. And then that's something I went through too. And it takes time, you know. Um, me took about a year and a half. And then I I started to dating uh, this guy I just talked about. You know, that was kind of a good rehabilitation for me, right? But the point is, um, it takes time. And then I did go through my mentor and then asked her to help me to um, heal. Even though I did own, my own healing to me too. And then I was thinking like, I wish somebody like me out there to help me about my own twin flame program and stuff who is a specialist, but that's fine. You know, um, I did go through with my mentor and then she took care of my root cause of the heartbreak. And then I think one session, I kind of like healed the root cause and we found out what, what the heck is wrong with, you know, this, I guess, the cause of the problem, which got nothing to do with a romantic relationship, by the way. But um, once you go through that, you still have to go through the grief. You still have to you know, deal with the pain of losing this person because this person is no longer in your life. It doesn't matter you are the one who ended the relationship. You're still going to go through that grief and ending and the losing for someone, right? So um, that takes time. It's not going to like, you know, you're not going to feel all better, like no matter who you go with in three months, four months. No, it takes about a year or year or two that's quite fast when you think about you know you've been with the person for a couple of years but anyhow um yeah taking care of yourself is super important because you have to be the one who be there for you you know and then going to you know myself or Tonya is something you can do on top of it 
because you can really rely on the professional 100% and then expect us to perform the miracle because, you know, there's something you have to work on on your own as well because it's a teamwork. Yeah, 100%. Um, and when it comes to rebuilding trust, so, I mean, like, like you brought up, you have to go through that grief. You have to go through that grief. All those grief stages, you know, the denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. Um, and you're going to bounce back and forth. And that's totally normal. So, you know, you may feel like, oh, I'm over it. I feel great. And then like a month later, out of the blue, you're like back in being depressed again. And that's, it's normal. So knowing what to expect along the journey and that relationship recovery can really help remind you that you're not alone. You can normalize those emotions and feelings you're experiencing along your path to healing. So, you know, know that all of that is normal. It's normal. We all go through it. And it's part of that whole process of healing. But when it comes to rebuilding trust, um, it's really kind of key to ask yourself whether your experience of not trusting goes beyond your most recent relationship. You know, when did you first learn to trust in relationships? What are the origins of the feeling of trust in your life? Is this something that you're carrying from when you were young or is this just because of this relationship? How many of your relationships ended painfully? You know, examining how trust has showed up for you in the past will give you additional insight into your inability to trust again or your hesitation to trust again following the most recent breakup. So throughout those stages of grief, you really have that opportunity to build a sense of trust again. Even though you might feel abandoned, you might feel heartbroken and unsure how you can trust even your own perception when it comes to dating. But building trust, like I said, I'm going to circle back around. Building trust starts with self-trust, you know, trusting your own intuition. Can you trust to keep promises to yourself? You know, like when you're doing things like setting boundaries with people, when you make commitments, when you're outlining goals for your life, can you trust yourself? These things and these practices start to build self-trust. And when you work on self-trust, then and you follow through on your commitments and you do these things, you cultivate that sense of trust that's going to spill over into other areas of your life. So learning how to set boundaries and building trust between friends, coworkers, your family members, and other people in your life is going to help you start regaining trust in humanity, which will overspill into your relationships. So spend time with people who truly care about your happiness and trust your intuition. I cannot stress this enough. Relationships so many times have red flags all along the way. But so many people choose to ignore them, you know, and that's why we end up getting hurt. And you most likely saw them. You most likely felt them on some level, but didn't want to admit the potential challenge to yourself or you were unwilling to see them because you were so wrapped up in the moment of, oh, I really like this person. They're really cute or, you know, they're hot or whatever. But tuning into your intuition is such a powerful practice when it comes to dating. Noticing how you feel immediately after spending time with someone. Is it energizing or is it draining? Do you feel anxious? Do you feel withdrawn or do you feel balanced? You know, becoming really aware of these feelings will help you tap in your intuition when you're dating, which is really super important when it comes to repatterning the way you might show up in a relationship. And it, it's one of those things that helping you understand your origins of trust and how you might cultivate a strong sense of trust in your life is really what's going to help you in your relationship journey. Yeah, 100%. You know, once you trust your gut feeling, you don't have to have a reason why you, you don't feel 100% like comfortable trusting someone or something fishy about this person. You don't need a proof. And also have a clear boundaries and then tell the person a date, your boundaries and just observe how this person reacts to it. Because first three months or four months, everybody can act like perfect girlfriend to be or boyfriend to be. So that doesn't count. So after that, how is this person start reacting? That's a, that's a key. So 
first three, four months is not the time to fall in love and start imagining your future with this person. First three months is act. You know, I don't act, but a lot of people do. So, uh, you know, presume they're acting and they're showing their best version of themselves, but that's not who they are for real. So after four months or something, you know, how is this person start reacting? And then usually you're going to start seeing a red flag around that time. Even such a tiny part, you will see it. And then if the person is really like um, want to be with in the relationship with you and then start seeing the future with you, how the person will react to your um, boundary is completely different from the person who is just thinking about themselves. So that's something like really important to have. And then that's a very important tool to have with you when you go through dating, 100% for sure. Yeah. And the other thing is too, I mean, once you're at that place where you're potentially going to be dating again, um, and you've been hurt, you've had your trust compromised. Um, it's really important to develop a sense of confidence, right? Um, because trust is a verb, you know, and when we rely on somebody, it builds over time. It's certainly not something that um, should be given immediately, like out of just like from the first moments. Trust is something that's earned. And it's earned over time. And, you know, we often think of like unconditional love as being the best kind of love to share with somebody and receive from somebody. Unconditional love obviously should always happen, you know, between parents and children. And basically it means like, I love you for who you are, period. Love can be unconditional. However, relationships have conditions. And one of those conditions is trust. And when you're in your own unique relationship, love may be unconditional, but it doesn't necessarily mean that trust is. Trust and respect kind of go hand in hand. And when you really stop and look at it, trust is the thing that underpins all of your dealings with other people. And when it breaks down, you know, and obviously that happens, you know, when people let you down, you get hurt. And there's nothing worse than having somebody, you know, do something that breaks that trust when you've been completely giving them your faith that they have your best and highest good at, at heart, right? So we can love somebody, but it doesn't, but it also really means that you have to recognize that at some points in time, you can't always trust everyone, you know? Um, that bond of trust takes time to be established. Like, and this is what I mean about looking at your past, because this is a perfect example. Kids who come from abusive homes grow up not knowing how to trust, and they grow up not knowing who to trust, because they're often let down, because they are often unloved, they're shown that they're not important, their needs aren't recognized, and they learn to take care of themselves. And they feel a lot of times like they don't deserve anything. So they accept whatever treatment they can get. And this is a pattern that repeats itself later on in life. So just because somebody is like willing to love you doesn't necessarily mean that you can trust them. It takes time to build trust. And I always tell people, you know, always, you know, don't give your heart away right in the beginning. Trust happens slowly. People have to earn it. They have to prove it over time through their actions. And a person can slowly gain the trust of those who have, you know, been hurt before, you know, but they have to kind of look at, um, you know, what are they doing? How are they behaving? How are their, you know, what kind of actions are they showing to you that they're trustworthy? And all of this starts, like I said, and like we've mentioned this before, all of this starts with self-love, learning to love who you are, learning to know that you're worthy of being loved is like the first and foremost thing. And then after that, once you've had your trust broken, you know, and you're looking to be in a new relationship, 
you've got to trust your gut. You've because that's your compass in all things. It's your GPS. It's your spiritual GPS, right? Your intuition speaks loudly when you're in danger. So when you've had your trust broken, you have to look at their actions. They have to match their words. Look for consistency. Are they a person with integrity? Look at how they treat other people. You know, if it's not congruent with how they treat you, then you need to move on. Listen to your gut. Your gut will never lie to you, ever, ever, ever. So it's really important, like I said, trust your intuition. Healthy people, healthy people who are healed and who are are going to be good to you, are going to be honest with you. They're not going to pressure you. They're going to make you feel good when you're around them. They're not going to push you into trusting them. There's not going to be any rush. They're going to let you work things out at your own pace. And that's really important, you know, and pay attention to those red flags because they're going to tell you when something is off. Yeah, and also in a healthy relationship, they're not going to guilt trip you to make you do something they don't want to or uh, setting boundary to him or to her. So that's something really important to remember. And also, you know, there's a level of trust, you know, you can set on a boyfriend. Because boyfriend is not a husband. You know, boyfriend is someone who is qualified to be your husband, sort of. But you're going to go out with him a year or two and see how comparable you are as a couple. So, like, you know, it's not like you're going to trust him and you're going to give all of your heart 100%. No. Uh, Someone you're going to give your heart is to your husband 100%. And from there, you can build more trust, you know, after you get married. That's how I was thinking since I was 18. Um, so, you know, if you're going to give 100% of your heart when you are dating or when you are like in the relationship, every single time you go through breakup, you know, it's going to be tragedy. How many times you, 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 you know, give 100% of your heart and then completely shattered, right? So even like the relationship is perfect like just give like 70 and then keep 30 percent to you you know so uh, to to me i think that's a good measure because um you know someone who made a commitment to spend the rest of his life with you and they have a clear picture of life plan with you that's something someone you know he deserves to get all of your heart not a boy not a boyfriend you know and uh, that's something really important to understand and even date is less because date is like you're qualifying if this person is qualified to be your boyfriend you're selecting you're auditioning you're interviewing that doesn't mean any anything i mean you know he looks cute and he seems like a nice person but you don't know the person really you know it takes um, kind of get to know the person. It kind of takes about a year. You don't know anybody, everything about the person in a year, you know. So um, when you're dating, I mean, you're dating. You're not really in the relationship. So um, it's a good idea to see as many as people possible if you can. And then compare because more you see and the more you experience, you can understand like the pattern of someone who is really sincere and then transparent and then who is having integrity versus someone who is just thinking about himself and then just uh, love bombing, for example. Yeah, and um, I mean, I think too, one of the things is really look back. I mean, like when you have had a situation when your trust has been broken and, you know, you're, you're hurting and, you know, you're just at the end of a relationship or whatnot. Um, it's really important to kind of look at your past experiences. And this is what I said about looking back at what that relationship taught you, but really take time to look at your past experiences look and identify your values identify your expectations what's important to you in a relationship and when you're ready 
to move in. And this is a lot of what I talk about when I talk about conscious dating, knowing who you are, knowing what you want, knowing what your values are, knowing your expectations are. This is really important when you're going to move forward to potentially getting into a new relationship so that you can communicate clearly with your new partner, what your values and expectations are. And I mean, you also have to be realistic because you don't want to let pain from your past drive you forward into having unreasonable jealousy or needing too much reassurance in a relationship. You know, you don't want to be one of those people who's like, are you sure you love me? Are you sure you're not going to cheat on me? Are you sure? You know, that sense of neediness and insecurity because you've been hurt before is going to damage the potential of that relationship because whoever you're with is going to be like, well, you know, what's going on and why are you so worried about this and why don't you trust me? And, you know, so it's really important to kind of know who you are, know who you are, know that, um, you know, what your values are, what you're looking for. And when you go forward, you know, if you're having doubts, it, it might be helpful to figure out how your new partner can make you feel safe. You know, it might require some difficult conversations, you know, to make sure that you're both willing to kind of explore those things that reciprocate safety to each other. But, you know, expect occasional bad feelings. I mean, they're going to come up. Occasionally, you are going to be worried. Occasionally, you are going to be jealous. And that's going to be expected after somebody's betrayed your trust. But when you sense those feelings coming in, take ownership of them. Avoid blaming your new partner for those feelings and make sure that your actions and decisions are being guided by your values and not your fears. You know, just because you have fear that somebody is going to hurt you because you've been in a relationship where somebody's just hurt you doesn't mean that this person is going to, you know, so know what your values are and have those conversations. Talk to your new partner about that, you know, and it's going to be intimidating, but you know, you need to talk and you need to talk about them and talk to your partner about what your past experiences have been with cheating. Find out maybe whether they've experienced infidelity before and get on the same page so that that you both will know how you're going to deal with it, you know, should one or the both of you develop feelings for somebody else. And clearing that up ahead of time is going to prepare you to be able to manage any uncomfortable situations should they ever arise, you know? And it's, and it's also important that you understand the risk. And when your trust is broken, it's really natural to feel super protective of your heart before letting somebody else in. And I know because I've done this before, you know, is it worth the risk? Is it worth risk being hurt again, knowing that I have no control about what happens? So how am I going to handle it if this happens again? How am I going to handle it if I'm cheating on again? You know, there's, there's something to be said about, um, understanding the risk involved because I'm telling you that (laughs) I used to do that. I used to be like, well, I'm just done with this. I'm over it. I've been hurt so many times. I'm just not even going to bother anymore. But then it got to the point where I was like, you know what? This is really lonely (laughs) and I know I'm meant to do something more and I really want to be with somebody. I really want to be with somebody in that loving relationship. So, you know, you have to understand that as you move forward, the more you know about yourself, the more you understand your fear, the more you understand, you know, your past experiences and can look at those objectively, the much better off you'll be when it comes to entering into a new relationship because you know where you've been and you know yourself, you know what you want, you know what your values are, you know what the expectation is, and you can look for things you and you're just starting out in those dating relationships and it's in the early stages, you can look for those red flags. You can say, Hey, this is where I'm at. This is what's happened to me. This is what I want. And, and you can look for things so that you know, ahead of time, before you take that leap with your emotions, before you give your heart over so that you know what the expectation is, if that makes sense. That totally makes sense. So we have about 10 minutes uh, before we close. And uh, what is the practical tips we can give to our audience? Mine is like, you know, my tip I always give to my client is make sure to observe. You know, dating is not the time to fall in love. Dating is time to observe if this person is qualified to be your husband. boyfriend and then when you are in the uh, relationship 
yeah, you can start like a building trust and then do stuff together and see the comparability and if your life mesh together and stuff like that, but still observe, you know. Time to completely fall in love is probably on the night of your wedding because he's your husband, you know, now. So that's a good time, but uh, 100%. But do you have any practical tip uh, to our audience? Yeah, I mean, when it comes to learning to trust again, especially after a bad breakup, I would say give yourself time. You know, um, do some soul searching. You know, really, I find that so many people jump from one relationship to the next because they're hurting and they want that pain to go away. So they're immediately seeking out somebody else to make them feel better. And a lot of times that ends in failure. So spend some alone time after breaking up because that's going to make you a better person. It's going to take time to do that work. So instead about worrying about who's texting you, who's calling you, who can you find, you know, who can you start dating again? What relationship can you jump into again? Spend time with yourself. Spend time getting to know who you are and what you really want. You know, who are you? What do you believe in? What are your values? What do you, what's your expectation for that next relationship? And start planning for it. You know, start planning for, you know, what can I look for in a person? What is going to be my non-negotiable? What are the things that I really desire in a partnership? So that when you are ready to start dating again, you can look for those things because you already know, you already know ahead of time What's really important to you? Because I think too many people really just jump in blindly. Like they don't even really think about it because they don't realize that, you know, you can plan for this sort of thing. You can have that expectation of what it is that you want rather than just being like, okay, well, I'm just going to take the next person I can get and whoever falls in love with me, good for me. And that's all that matters. No, that's not all that matters. What matters is how do you want to feel? How do they treat you? What do you have in, not just what do you have in common, but, you know, what kind of person are they? What's their character like? What's important to you? Because ultimately you deserve that. You deserve to have what you desire in a relationship like anything else. You know, when it comes to manifesting anything, what do you really want? What's important to you? And look at those things and, and lay those things out, put them on paper, you know, and, and it takes time for you to search, you know, have that heart to heart with yourself, you know, and, and really spend that time alone so that the, when you're ready, you know, when your heart is healed and you're ready to move on and you're ready to find a relationship, then you know what you want and you know what's, what's a non-negotiable because anytime something pops up and somebody that you're dating, like you said, don't fall in love right away, <laughs> you know? It's like an interview process. You know, you're dating somebody, you're interviewing them. Do they meet my criteria? And if they don't meet your criteria, move on. But at least you have your criteria. Because if you don't know what you want, you're just going to end up probably falling in love with somebody who isn't going to meet those needs. But the thing is, unless you know what your needs are, <laughs> you don't know. You're, it's going to be like a luck of the draw kind of thing. It's like trying to play the lottery. So that's why it's really important to know what it is that you want. Yeah, 100%. People take time to pick the car or go to the vacation uh, compared to choose their life partner. Like you said, you know, people immediately uh, jump in this love boat and then think, oh, he's a perfect person or she's a perfect person. Well, you got to really be alone and then um, find out what it must have for your marriage. And then what you're not going to budge for 100%. Because what's if you end up marrying to the wrong person because you crazily fall in love and five years later, this wasn't the person you're looking for. And you have a kid, you know? Um, so it's really important to um, 100% to be single because I know some people, they constantly like um get someone after you break up or start dating right away and then you're not ready to date you know especially after you go through a serious relationship and the breakup 
alone time is important, even though grief period and everything is painful and lonely, it's necessary in order to, for you know, all of us to find the true love. Yeah, and I think the other thing I'd want to say is take things slowly. You know, like I mentioned before, that people hop from one relationship to the next. It's really important to take things slow after a breakup. Don't pressure yourself to be constantly setting up dates with people or jumping right in with both feet to the next relationship. Take time getting back out there. Don't rush yourself, you know, to jump into another relationship. Focus on other things besides just dating. I think so many people are so afraid to be alone. It's okay to be alone for a while. There's nothing wrong with that. It's a perfect time to really grow and your own, you know, work on your own personal development, work on, you know, being your own authentic, uh, your own authentic self, you know, be, be who you are, you know, do things that interest you, you know, do those things that, you know, maybe you weren't able to do in that relationship, you know, do crazy stuff, go on a vacation by yourself, go do some soul searching and really find yourself first. Because when you know who you are, like really to your core, know who you are and know what you want. That's when you're going to be able to find that relationship that complements you, that meets all your needs because you know yourself. So many people I think are just so dependent on being in a partnership. It's it's all about the partnership and it's not about them. You know, it's not about yourself and what really is a good match for you because they're so focused on jumping into the next one because they want to meet that need of, oh, I need to be with somebody. Be comfortable with who you are alone first. You know, first and foremost, be who you are. Be comfortable by yourself because a relationship is not meant to complete you. It's meant to compliment you. You really don't need anybody else. You know, you're complete and whole by yourself. You don't need another person. Another person is a bonus. It's like icing on the cake. It's somebody to share your life with. It's not somebody to make your life complete. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I mean, I personally spend my time um, single, you know, for a while. And uh, I guess I can date. I mean, I I did date. But right now I'm focusing on my my business, right? Because I can't really... um, I mean, my time is super variable. So unless a date is super qualified, like I really don't have time for that person. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, so it's really like important to focus on something you're passionate. And then when you're passionate about something like your business or your dream, uh, just focus on that. You don't always have to focus on dating or relationship unless you find the person you're looking for because otherwise you end up wasting your precious time on something not important, really. So every um, Tuesday at 12, me and Tonya, we do um, Clubhouse and then we do talk about either relationship or spirituality. So I hope you're going to join with us like next time as well. Next time it's going to be... Tonya's room. Yeah, and we do this every Tuesday at noon. Um, like Erica mentioned, we have a variety of different topics around spirituality and um, different, you know, whether it's just spiritual topics about ascension, but, you know, our, our expertise area is around relationships. So we usually talk about something to do with relationships and spirituality because it's such an important aspect of our own soul's growth. And um, we would love for you to join us next week. Um, It'll be at noon in my club, which is the Awakened Soul Journey. We would love for you to join us there. And we will have another amazing topic and conversation around spirituality and relationships. So we would hope that you join us. Thank you so much, guys. So we see you, everyone, like next week. Bye. Bye. Take care, everybody. Thank Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you guys are interested in my coaching session, coaching program, 
to solve your problem fast in six weeks? I have a link on the description box and I do offer a free four classes, twin flame classes for beta testing. So you guys can sign up. I have three spots available. And also I'm offering the sale for my new item, twin flame activation and the future progressive session to see the future. Those are on sale at my Etsy store and I do have a lot of other twin flame services. So check out. Thank you so much for listening. I see you guys next week. Bye.